Good morning, friends. Today's message is Responses to Jesus. And we're looking today at Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 12, which read as follows. Jesus withdrew to the sea with his disciples, and a great multitude from Galilee followed, and also from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Idumea, and beyond the Jordan, and all the vicinity of Tyre and Sidon. A great number of people heard all that he was doing and came to him. And he told his disciples that a boat should stand ready for him because of the crowd, so that they would not crowd him. For he had healed many, with the result that all those who had afflictions pressed around him in order to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. And he earnestly warned them not to tell who he was. So our text this morning uh, describes the ongoing impact of Jesus' ministry. There were big multitudes that were just coming from all over the place to, to see him, to hear him. And they were drawn by his ability to heal the sick and cast out demons. Now, reflecting on this passage, I kind of observed three different classes of individuals. There were, first of all, mentioned in verses 7 and 9, the disciples of Jesus. And those would be the the regular followers. But in verses 7 to 10, it also described this great multitude of people. And third, lest we forget In verses 11 and 12, there were the unclean spirits that demon-possessed. Now, upon further reflection, it occurred to me that these three distinct classes illustrate three responses to Jesus, and that everyone responds to Jesus in one of three ways. Well, first of all, you have the committed. We are the disciples. This would have included people in that day like Peter, Andrew, James, Matthew, uh, John, so on. These are people who answered the call to follow Jesus. And we're going to see that a little bit later uh, when Jesus actually selects his disciples. These were people who offered their service in whatever way he asked. Like, for example, when he asked them to prepare a boat because they were crowding him, or when Jesus would later send them out to preach. Well, who are the committed today? Well, I would suggest to you that this would include those who make up the Lord's church. These are the ones who literally... Heed Jesus called the discipleship when it said, go into all this world and make disciples of all nations. These are the people who offer energy and resources to the spread of Christ's kingdom. And they do it by developing a Christ-like character. And they also do it by developing Christ-like service. You might want to read Second Peter 1, 5 to 11, or 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Now, just as there are committed followers of Jesus then, so there are today. But there was another group of responders, those we might describe as the curious. They were kind of like the multitude. This included those who were looking to be healed or maybe to see a miracle. Uh, And though following Jesus from place to place, they were not true disciples. But those seeking some sort of personal satisfaction. And believe it or not, some of those people, sometimes Jesus drove away. I mean, for example, when they they followed him after he fed the 5,000. In John six twenty four to twenty seven, there were people who walked away uh, in Luke fourteen twenty five to twenty seven when he challenged them with the call of discipleship. And of course, some would eventually take up the challenge and become true disciples, but by and large, they were just the curious part of the multitude. Well, who are these folks today? Well, the curious today would include those who may visit churches, maybe even regularly. They, there are those that I might call the tire kickers. They never fully commit themselves. They just kind of walk around. 
Perhaps they attend, maybe just to appease their conscience. After all, aren't we supposed to be in church? But they never obey the gospel. We're going to see that later in Mark 16. Or they put it off like the Athenian, the Athenians and Felix. You can read those stories in Acts chapter 17 and Acts chapter 24. Now, hopefully one who is curious will eventually take the step to follow Jesus completely. And finally, there are those who respond, whose response to Jesus is entirely negative, which we can categorize as the condemned, uh, like the unclean spirits in this reading for the day. <clears throat> now, unclean spirits were demons whose origin is uncertain, possibly the fallen angels. Uh, they knew who Jesus was. Uh, they knew that torment awaited them. I mean, you can read about that in Matthew 8, 29, and Second Peter 2, verse 4, and in Jude 1, verse 6. And yet, even though they knew Jesus, they showed no desire to repent of their evil way. Well, who are the condemned today? Well, they would include those who persist in sin and refuse to repent. Read Hebrews 10, 26. For those for whom there is no forgiveness while they remain in that state. And these are the people who often think lightly of sin and maybe even make fun of those who are trying to do good. Go ahead and read First Peter 4, verses 3 and 4. Yet they will one day have to answer. They will even have to confess. I think of Philippians 2, 9 to 11, that at the end of time, every knee and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So I ask you today, friends, in which group would you place yourself in response to Jesus? Are you among the committed, a faithful disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you among the uh, curious people who are, well, interested, but have not yet really made a decision? Or are you among the condemned, determined to resist God and refuse to follow Jesus? You know, one day we will either, we will, we will either be in the group of the committed or the condemned. The time for curiosity will be over. We'll either be saved or we'll be lost forever. And so, as Scripture says, today could be the day of your salvation. Today is the time to make your choice. Paul wrote these words in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 1-2. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So, my friends, uh, receive God's grace by obeying the gospel of Jesus and join ranks with those who are committed to following him and serving him through time and eternity. Let me end up with these verses from Titus chapter 3, verses 4 to 8. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we've done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we'd be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy statement. And concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently, so that those who believe God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.